What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you, Josh Klein, who's the founder of Have Need. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm just, I'm just in a good mood. It's been a good day, and we're going to translate that energy to this podcast. So with that said, for people that haven't heard of your company, they haven't heard of Have Need, what are you working on? What is Have Need? Have Need is the first consumer multi-party barter platform for goods and services. I know that's a mouthful, but what we enable people to do is trade goods and services and donate goods and services at a scale never before possible. So walk me through a little bit about like how, how this would work. If I wanted to donate or not, if I trade, let's say trade, if I wanted to trade something, what could I get for it? I mean, how does that work? Can you kind of walk sure. me through the experience? Sure. So so, you know, barter's not new. It's been around uh, since ancient Egypt, 8,000 years ago. But uh, barter falls victim to the primary friction point of a requirement for a mutual coincidence of wants. I want your yellow t-shirt. You do not want my black t-shirt. We don't share a mutual coincidence of wants. No trade. But what if I want your yellow t-shirt? You want Mary's green t-shirt and Mary wants my black t-shirt. Now, if we have a platform that allows us to identify those disparate data points and create a potential match, surface that potential match to the three of us, and if we all like that trade, we can engage in it, then we've literally sidestepped a need for a mutual coincidence of wants. And that allows us to expand trade and bartering in a way that's never been done before. So why did you decide to work on this problem? Kind of what's the origin of story for Half Need? Yeah, so um, I thought of this a few years back, actually, and I was working at a Silicon Valley-based company called Box. It was a great company, really enjoyed my time there. But I was thinking about what was going to be next in my career, and I specifically wanted to spend my time doing something more impactful on the world around me. I'd spent 25 or so years in media tech and production tech, enterprise technology, and um, fulfilling career, but not fulfilling on a way that made me feel like I was leaving the world in a better state than before I showed up. And I just spent some time researching on different opportunities and things I could do with my skill set, and what could I put together that would leave a, a like a larger and lasting impact. And I ended up looking at opportunities. Um, you know, a couple billion people coming online around the world with smartphones and little or no access to stable currency. Um, how do you help those people make a business out of it? And uh, 
that led me to thinking about barter. And I understood that, uh, you know, I researched it and understood that there were a whole lot of startups that tried to tackle this through barter. Um, and they're all carcasses on the highway at this point. So what was it about consumer barter that failed where B2B barter is actually a thriving multi-billion dollar business? And it really did boil down to this need for a mutual coincidence of want. And nobody had actually addressed that primary issue. And so um, I spent some time working through it, spent some time working with uh, a Harvard economist who's one of my advisors. And um, that's really the, uh, the impetus of how we architected this solution. And then it was, that was reinforced through a friend who's a neighbor of mine who's a doctor, who when I was talking about this concept, he goes, yeah, that's how we do organ transplants. I'm like, the hell are you talking about? He goes, yeah, man, like without multi-party transactions in a marketplace for organs, like, you know, tens of thousands of people a year are dying. Then we came up with that. And now it's actually changed the game. So we're saving tens of thousands of people a year because you can actually vouch a kidney into the marketplace and somebody else will give you a kidney if you're not a match for the person you vouched. Um, and so that really reinforced my belief in the solution. And uh, I spent, you know, first couple of years just experimenting and wireframing and whiteboarding and trying to figure out if there was any there there. And then I got to a place where I really believed that this was uh, a meaningful use of my time. And uh, when I left Box in 2017, uh, I dedicated my time uh, full time on Have Need, and we've been building ever since. We're in beta right now. We're in the App Store, and uh, we're going to launch publicly by the end of 2021. That is, it's very exciting. I mean, I appreciate all the context on kind of how you got here. It's, the, it's my favorite question because, like, you you know, who you're talking to, but you don't know how they got here, right? Saying so, like why they got here. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. I'm curious. You know, you, this seems to have been a, um, it's non obvious. This is not something where everyone sees it and then, you know, someone just gets the money that does it. You have to like do some digging to like understand this and go through this. I'm curious, what have you learned in the last few years as you've gone through this idea maze and you, you know, you've, you, you validated that this was something you wanted to work on? Are there lessons that you've taken away that might be valuable to someone, you know, farther back down the idea maze? Well, I think we'll look back on this maybe a year or two down the road and I will have proven out a non-obvious solution to a global problem or um, I'll never, regardless of the outcome of this, I'll never come to think that it wasn't a valid use of my time. Um, I think this is a huge solution to a huge problem. Um, but it, like you said, it's non-obvious. And so because it's non-obvious, it's not a, it's, you know, it doesn't come with a 10 second explanation. There's, there's not an easy elevator pitch there. I have some investors that I've had to meet with and discuss this, you know, three, four, five times before the light goes off in their head. They're like, oh, oh, now I get it. Yeah, of course. Of course I want to be part of that. Um, it, it's not, uh, you know, in my case with this company, and this is my third startup, but by far the hardest to raise money for because it, there is inherent complexity to this. Um, so I would say uh, stick-to-itiveness has gotten me as far as I have. I've, I've raised several hundred thousand dollars to date. Um, because I don't have a technical co-founder in this company, uh, the vast majority of that money has gone to development and engineers. And um, 
you know, I, I would love to have had a technical co-founder. It would have gone faster, would have raised less money, but you know, you play the cards you're dealt and, and this is how this company has come about. And this is the path in front of me. And so I've, I've gotten to the point where we're about to launch publicly and I'll, I'll hopefully prove it out. I feel like this, what you just said, like, like this is the, 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 path not on un, not on walked down but the path untalked about people don't talk about yeah. when you build something super new and interesting and exciting it is it's not like you, you one day you think of an idea then you just build it and you raise 100 million it, it is a path it is a journey um and the best companies um that change the world always always like started as a mental journey with the founder just figuring something out so i'm excited i'm excited to see where, where the journey goes um, and I, I guess like, which my next question would be, so you have this, you're, you're, you're launching soon. You've been working on this. You've been thinking about this. If everything goes as planned, where is the company in five, 10, 15 years? Or I guess in other words, what's the big yeah. vision here? So this is a commercial endeavor, uh, but it, it, the end game was always around delivering impact at scale. So five years down the road, 10 years down the road, you know, this is intended to be a global scale company. Think about uh, the eBay of barter is, is the way I'd like to see this company scale. But um, the way we deliver impact is that we avail the platform to charitable organizations and NGOs and, and other uh, nonprofits uh, gratis. And so if you think about sort of the old Tom's one for one model, you know, you buy a pair of shoes here, kid in Africa gets a pair of shoes. I think about it as the software version of one for one. As long as we have a um, sustainable consumer business, uh, we will always avail this platform to charitable organizations uh, so that we can fulfill the mission, which is leveling the playing field for people in need. And to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you, you know, you're raising money looking for beta testers? Um, you know, how can we assist? Yeah. So hiring will follow the first, the, the, the next two. Uh, you know, I've been raising money since, uh, you know, the day I thought of it. I've, I've put in a fair amount of money. I've shaken down friends and family since day one. Um, and, and I've also brought in, you know, new investors to my network and, um, but I'm constantly raising money and I will be until, you know, the reality is I, I listen to people say like, I've got this very focused fundraising plan and it's going to be finished by this date. And that's awesome. If people can do that, that's not been my experience. And this is my third startup and I've raised in total about, you know, I don't know, probably 15, $17 million across three startups. And so, you know, I always feel like I'm fundraising and I will be until, you know, we IPO or sell or, or it's just thrown off cash. So what I would love, you know, I, I really enjoy the community that you've built around Seed Scout. And so, um, you know, beta testers are super useful. Absolutely. So we're at uh, haveneed.org and you can sign up on haveneed.org and we're, and right now in the beta test, it's all private groups. So it's companies, neighborhood associations. Um, I'm happy to put together, uh, you know, a group just for, you know, your community, Matt. And so if anybody goes to haveneed.org at the bottom of that homepage, you sign up on the invite code, just put um, uh, Seed Scout. Let's just use that one. 
And so that way I'll know everybody who came in there and I can put together a group of just members of your community. And then, um, yeah, fundraising. I'm always fundraising. So anybody here who's interested in, in learning more about this opportunity, I'm Josh at haveneed.org. Happy to talk to you. All right. Well, I was, I was gonna, my last question was going to be, how can someone reach out? But you just made it super simple. Is there anywhere else? So you, you know, you want to push online, you have like Twitter, LinkedIn, anything else you want to push, or is that how people can get in touch? You know, that I just gave you my email address. You can hit me there. You can follow me. I'm at Josh C Klein, J O S H C K L I N E. And that's my Twitter handle. Um, have need is the company Twitter handle. Always happy to have follows. We publish out information, barter information. And by the way, I'll also add, I've been collecting stories that are published around the world and reposting them online at our site. So if you're wondering like who barters, who needs to barter, are people trying to barter and they don't have tools to barter? It'll blow your mind how many people around the world are finding ways to barter that are so inefficient just because the ability to barter is so important for them. So it's not a question about whether people want to or need to barter. It's about what tools will they use to do it. And we're the only purpose-built, scalable, and efficient tool to do it. But if you go to haveneed.org slash news, you will see stories from around the world about people, uh, the great lengths they will go to barter. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, and I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. This is um, I, this is something that I, I've thought about in the past is like why it doesn't like... It's just a, it's a big problem and it, you know, to solve it would mean so much for the world and I'm rooting for you and hopefully, hopefully this, this episode can help kind of get the word out and help make it a little easier. So I appreciate you coming onto the podcast and um, best of luck building it out. Matt, always a pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much for having me on.